Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake and Gabby Urrutia recording this instant reaction podcast following Miami's first spring football scrimmage scrimmage practice so we will share our first impressions quick thoughts from today um gabby i think let's just start by knocking out some news uh before the practice miami handed out a list of players that are limited and or out and so we can just run through the names real quick um it's lengthy so bear with us but limited is offensive lineman jalen rivers and john campbell uh, and then out. It's a long list, but here we go. Um, Romello Brinson, Sam Brooks, Don Chaney, Lou Headley, Jabari Ishmael, Tyler Johnson, Cam Kitchens, Jalen Knighton, Nigelie Kelly, Anthony Moultrie, Kamari Rogers, Chase Smith, Tyreek Stevenson, Isaiah Walker, and Keyshawn Washington. So, quite a few players missing. Gabby, what, which one of these injuries maybe hits you, hits you hardest? Um, I mean, maybe Jalen Knighton, just because as a guy coming back in, um, you know, I think has a chance to definitely compete for a spot. I mean, with Henry Parrish coming in too, um, you know, I think that that gives a guy like Henry Parrish another opportunity. And then Tyreek Stevenson too, you know, definitely the number one cornerback, but still a guy I feel like, you know, can definitely continue to grow and develop. Um, I think having Cam Kitchens, you know, here for for spring would have been nice too. So a couple of them seem pretty notable to me. Um, you know, not having, you know, maybe you're starting running back and Jalen Knight and back uh, is kind of tough, especially with Don Chaney also out. So the running back situation is a little, a little interesting to me. So, yeah, uh, let's just now get into some of our impressions. I think first off, um, you know, of course, send condolences to the Mario Cristobal family. Um, He lost his mother, Clara, uh, I believe Friday after we recorded our previous podcast. And actually today, I guess Mario said in his press conference um, in the afternoon is the service. So a lot on his mind, uh, but he did say that it is what she would have wanted uh, him continuing to practice, you know, do his job essentially and and be at practice and conduct kind of business as usual so he did get choked up um 
kind of a poignant moment. Got choked up when he was about to talk about it, but, uh, you know, credit to him, I guess, for doing the best he can in a tough situation. Um, quarterback. Gabby, uh, and, and we should say in the front end, right? They're in shorts and shirts, basically. They don't do pads, probably, like full pads until probably till after spring break. Um, so it's it's very light uh, football stuff in terms of physicality. Um, but we get to see some technique. We get to see some new coaches work with their groups. Quarterback, uh, my first impression just... Seems like Tyler was was definitely the best guy out there of the group, which shouldn't surprise anyone. Jake went number two, looks fine running around um, on his repaired ankle. Um, Jakari Brown, I think, holds his own too. Yeah, I mean, watching Jakari out there was was pretty cool. Um, definitely showed some flashes of good balls. Had others where it was kind of like low and wobbly. So, you know, definitely. Again, I know we've talked about it about Jakari being like a two year project. I mean, just kind of looking at him down the road again still super excited about that but you know seeing Jakari run third in the quarterback rotation instead of you know maybe like a Peyton Matoka type or you know uh, a Ryan Risk or something like that I think it definitely makes the quarterback room look a little better I would definitely agree David uh, Tyler Van Dyke probably you know the guy coming back um, looked the best out there Jake Garcia you know definitely still working his way back from that ankle but did seem to be moving around well so you know, pretty encouraged about the quarterbacks I know it's still day one so not going to get too deep into the nitty-gritty of it but um, you know I thought Tyler Van Dyke looked solid uh, quarterback coach Frank Ponce um, you know seemed like a guy who, who really hammers home technique on the field um, with throwing motion and footwork and all that so it's good to see uh, running backs um, two guys kind of stuck out to me, Gabby. Um, Thad Franklin, honestly, first, uh, second-year player. Uh, he has reshaped his body a little bit. He's definitely the biggest, thickest running back on the roster, and it's thick in a good way. Um, I thought he looked pretty good. And then uh, Henry Parrish, you know, he while he's not the biggest running back, he is definitely quite shifty. Yeah, I mean, Henry Parrish looked good to me out there, man. Just sort of seeing him walk around, um, run around, and yeah, definitely looked shifty. Um, I think he, I think he did a good job, you know, sort of exploding into the holes that are there. Again, no one's really hitting or, you know, pads aren't cracking or anything like that. But uh, you know, just watching Henry Parrish look run around, um, I, I was pretty encouraged about what I saw from him on that on that first day. So, um, yeah. Wide receivers, um, I thought they had kind of let's just call it rusty. Yeah. Um, not the cleanest of days for the receiver group for from what we saw um some drops um you know things just aren't tight and crisp at this point uh frank ladson definitely his his body type his build is noticeable he's clearly the most physical physically imposing receiver um that's going right now and I thought, you know, Xavier Restrepo stands out with the way he works and gets after it and, uh, you know, just the attention to detail that he tries to show rep to rep to rep. Yeah, Xavier Restrepo, I think to me, looked like, you know, maybe the most polished guy out there in terms of just like, again, what was a little bit rusty, definitely had uh, some drops and stuff like that. But Restrepo to me is one guy that, it, I don't know, to me, it didn't feel like he really missed a beat. He's a really sharp route runner. Um, you know, did a really good job just being sure-handed and all those good things that we've heard from him in the past. 
Uh, Michael Redding, you know, I think is a guy that is another physically, you know, impressive guy. Uh, didn't really have any restrictions after suffering a couple injuries last year that maybe kept him sidelined or even out. Um, so, you know, a couple guys in there, but still, yeah, I think uh, the receiver room is still to be determined. Uh, Josh, Josh Gad is kind of working with them right in front of the media for, I would say, probably like the first like maybe 10 minutes of, of the viewing period. And, you know, you can tell that I think uh, he still feels like those guys have a way to go in terms of development. Maybe it's just shaking off the rust or whatever it is. But um, Josh Gaddis, it seems to me like wants to see like he wants to see a little bit more from those guys. Tight ends, I think, were the prettiest group uh, besides quarterbacks on offense. Um, Will Mallory looked good to me. Elijah Arroyo looked good to me. Jaleel Skinner was a little thicker than I thought he'd be. Um, not saying he's like quite game ready yet, but um, he's listed on the roster at like 210. I would guess he's like 225-ish now. I don't think the roster height weights are, are updated quite yet um and yeah Stephen Field was working with that group along with analyst Cody Woodyell um Mario was asked afterwards if the staff is done the coaching staff and support staff and he was non-committal on any of it so we'll see what happens there at tight ends coach um offensive line Again, with Jalen Rivers and John Campbell missing, those are two guys that are probably going to be in the mix for starting jobs. Um, so guys are getting work with the first and second team that probably wouldn't normally. Um, but if I can remember correctly off the top of my head, first team, left to right, uh, Zion Nelson tackle, Usman Treyor guard. Center was Ja'Kai Clark, but Ja'Kai Clark did get hurt at one point. He did return. Uh, but when he got hurt, Ryan Rodriguez stepped up, which is kind of one of the big surprises, I think, at day one. Rodriguez is basically the second team center. Um, right guard was Justice Oluwashon, and right tackle was DJ Scaife. Um, anything staying out to you about the O-line from what we saw, Gabby? Yeah, um, even just sort of watching throughout when we came back for the second period, the second viewing period towards the end of practice, um, I think Logan Sagapolo was another guy that maybe got some reps at center while Ryan Rodriguez got some reps at guard also. So seems like Rodriguez is a guy that could potentially do both, played guard at Columbus and even some tackle at Columbus and then, you know, also played some center. So I think that's interesting. Logan Sagapolo is, um, you know, in terms of height, maybe a little bit smaller than I thought he was going to be. Obviously, you know, you look at him and he does have a, a pretty thick lower half. So when you're seeing those squat numbers, uh, can definitely believe that but um definitely a smaller guy in terms of size um no outside of that nothing really stood out i mean i think it was good to see that Jalen rivers and john campbell while they are limited um they seem to be participating uh you know i saw Jalen rivers uh, absorbing some contact from zion nelson during a drill that they were doing with mario cristobal watching over them so um it's good to know that they're at least you know affiliated in some way but maybe not going to go through you know 11 on 11 or those one-on-ones with defensive linemen coming at them all right flipping over the defense um First team D-line, I think if I remember right, Jafari Harvey and Elijah Roberts, the ends. D-tackles were Leonard Taylor and Jake Lichtenstein, the USC transfer. Um, Elijah Roberts got dinged up in the practice. Hopefully it's not too serious, uh, but it's something to keep an eye on, I guess. Um, yeah, again, I mean, no pads. So I don't know how much we need to talk about yeah. defense in general, honestly. But... Uh, 
So that's that. I will say this, Cyrus Moss, he's kind of like skinny, skinny. Yeah, he's thin. So probably a year away. Mm-hmm. Um, linebacker, first team, they, they did rotate a lot, but it seemed like Corey Flagg, Wayne Minsteed, and Keontre Smith were kind of like your top three. I think Avery Huff was probably the fourth guy. Um, Wesley Besaint is a full go, so that's good. He had a little clean-up shoulder action after his high school year, and he's fully participating. He is on the thinner side, but I don't think it's, like, prohibitive for him playing as a true freshman. But he does need to keep adding weight. Anything on the linebackers stand out to you? Um, not much. I mean, I guess if I don't know if you want to consider Gilbert Frierson a line. I don't know what the situation is going to look like with Stryker, but Frierson did make a play in those in those little like I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. It was like four on four, maybe. It was only a couple DBs, but guys were lined up and not a lot of, a lot of guys moving. Uh, so he made a play on Xavier Strepo. Um, you know, a ball there on the sideline that he was able to break up. So um, I guess it could be encouraging. Yeah, I think so. The striker nickel. Sam, I mean, I don't know what this, what Kevin Steele's calling that position, but Fryerson, essentially the striker. I think Blades, Al Blades was getting work there too. And I think Brian Balaam was getting work there too. So those are the guys kind of to look out for there right now. Um, corner, seemed like Ivy and Marcus Clark were the first guys. Um, you know, I mean, I think they did a solid job in coverage on the day. I don't think the receivers really got much separation on them when we were watching. Um, in fact, I think there was a play when we were watching some 11 on, um, to Corey couch tipped a pass from Tyler Van Dyke that, uh, James Williams picked off Mm -hmm. his shoelaces. So good to see that James Williams, first team safety, along with Avante, Brian Balaam would get there too. He'd rotate in. Um, so yeah. Overall, I think first day, Gabby, good first day. Um, Just kind of getting our feet under us, seeing how this staff operates and works. Um, And, yeah, we got plenty more updates on Inside the U, so check that out. I'll I'll let you have the last word, Gabby. Um, What stands out to you? I guess recruiting. Let's end there. Okay. Who was out there recruiting-wise? Yeah, um, a couple guys were out there recruiting, a couple notable names. Um, David Hicks is a five-star defensive lineman out of Texas. Uh, he was out there on the field right when we walked in. He was already kind of hanging around around midfield watching everything go on. Um, that's a big deal, especially when you, you know he walked in and Jason Taylor's just casually there with a, with a U on his chest. You know, never hurts to have an NFL Hall of Famer. Uh, helping out like that so um, you know that was that was important we also had a another four-star offensive lineman Antonio Tripp Uh, he's probably an interior guard Uh, when we were sort of going through press conferences and I was outside talking to the recruits uh, they were getting set to go on a tour of campus and he was he was doing that alongside Mac Howard who's a quarterback from Mississippi who just won a state title over there also played some basketball and you know was in the state tournament in basketball as well so those two guys were there um, a couple more, uh, 2025 quarterback Dolby Balfour. His dad was, I'm not sure exactly his dad's name, but he's like a famous MMA wrestle, uh, fighter. Um, so he was there. Uh, D- uh, Jason Hammond, a defensive lineman from Fort Lauderdale, St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, Jason Taylor obviously just came from Fort Lauderdale, St. Thomas Aquinas. So um, take that for, I don't know, whatever you want to make it in terms of just the, the recruiting impact of Jason Taylor being at Miami now. And um, now, you know, I heard a little while ago that, you know, 
maybe by the time you've heard this of David Ogiegbe. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. He's a top 247 edge out of Washington, D.C. St. John's College. Um, he is going to be he's here at Miami as well or getting here to Miami as well. So initially that was like a late Monday, Tuesday thing. It seems like he's here now. So um, definitely another name to know that was at Miami today. All right. So check out the website for the full recruiting recaps of, of these guys. And uh, again, we'll probably have some quicker podcasts here following these these practices moving forward. And uh, until Wednesday, which is the next practice, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.